Well, hello, hello, how you doing, how you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 370370. How are you doing, my friends? How the heck are you doing, you bastards? Now, you know what I want to talk to you about this time, my friends? This, this is a conversation I had with someone else who is kind of pursuing a dream the way I'm pursuing a dream right now. And we both noticed that we've suffered the loss of people in our lives, uh, but it was from a different perspective. And one side of the spectrum, there are people that when you have a dream and you're fighting for your dream and believing in your dream, they don't see the dream at all. They don't believe in it at all. They don't support it at all. And they eventually leave you because it didn't happen. And then there are people that see your dream and believe in you for a while. And then if it doesn't work out, they realize they can't live vicariously through your dream. And then they dump your butt. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to start off with the people that don't see your dream at all. They see nothing. And if you've ever had a dream that you worked for in the past and gave up, first of all, I'm sorry you, you gave up on that. If you're in the middle of the process of a dream where you're in the building phase, this is going to speak directly to you. You'll know what I'm talking about. You are very talented, right? You're a fantastic guitar player and you're a fantastic singer. Everybody acknowledges that. But there's so many singers, there's so many guitar players, man. You know what the odds of you making it are? Come on, man. Take that sales job. That's what the wife or the significant other says to you. That's what your family says to you. That's what your friends say to you. And you look at the people that are succeeding and you listen to yourself and you realize I'm better. I'm at least as good as these people. And the only difference between me and them is hard work and being in the right place. But when you look at it from the outside, it doesn't make any sense. Do you know what the odds are of getting there? And I've talked about it before. What people don't realize is you're measuring your odds of getting there against the general population. Right there. We'll just use my country, the United States. There's 330 million people in the country. How many successful musicians at the highest level are there? Hmm? A few hundred, a couple hundred, maybe a right? Man, those odds are bad. Well, guess what? The overwhelming majority of people in the country have no interest in being a singer or a musician. Really, they have the dream and maybe they pick up the guitar every once in a while, or maybe they sing along to a song on the radio and they kind of sound maybe kind of, maybe almost kind of, maybe like the singer, right? And maybe they almost kind of, maybe kind of, maybe kind of almost sound like the guitar player. Hey, I can play that same song. It's not as good. Not even close to as good. Hey, I sound just like her on the radio. Not as good. Not as close to as good. But there's a part of you as that person that really thinks that you did something because you sang a little bit like Whitney Houston and you played the guitar kind of like Prince maybe kind of well you played the song does it sound as good as him hell no but you know the notes right and you feel satisfied but then you think about the odds of making it and getting to that level and you realize 330 million people in the country how many people are like that one of each. Boop, there's only one of them. Boop, can't do it. Give up. Stop. And right there, that's 90% of the people. 
Then you got the people who will actually give it a shot. They'll try it for six months to a year. Yeah, they'll try it for six months to a year. And guess what happens? They get nothing out of it and they stop. That's 90% of those people that are left. And you get the picture. This And they go this far, then they stop. Then they go this far, then they stop. Then they go this far, then they stop. And now we cut it down to the people that actually have the talent and actually are working hard and actually physically put themselves in the city that will be successful. If you're in country music, you're in Nashville. If you're in pop or R&B, you're in Los Angeles or New York. Yeah, I'm in a good place. Yeah, and you do it for three years and nothing. And they stop. And you can just keep whittling it down to the people who will never stop, who actually have the talent and will actually never stop. And even then, there's a point where they stop. So you're really not competing with as many people as you think. But the people on the outside don't think that way. And they think you're crazy. And the girlfriend why don't you just get that job? Why don't you just take that sales job? Why don't you just work at the post office? Why don't you use your degree and blah, 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 blah. I can't live like this. And they leave you. I want a child with someone who's responsible. And they leave you. I want a child with someone who's got a job, damn it. And they leave you. And you can't really blame them. You can't get mad at them. Do you know why you can't get mad at them? Because they can't see what you see. You can see the finish line vividly. You can see it. They don't even see the race. They just see you writing some notepad. They just see you in that stupid little studio you made in the basement practicing your guitar. That's all they see. They see you playing a couple of gigs. They they, they, they don't see some of the things you're doing because they're not interested because they, they think it's a pipe dream and it's stupid and you should just stop. And they all walk away. And that's the people that actually can't even see your dream. Well, say for the sake of argument you're in a relationship with someone who can kind of see the race. They can't see the finish line, but they can see the race. So they're there and they're bragging about you. Oh, my wife's a blah, blah, blah. Or my husband's a blah, blah, blah. They brag a little bit. Well, where have we seen you? Well, I was on this show. Well, he's doing a little something. And they brag on you. And they live vicariously through you. They don't have the ability in the specific area, but they live through you. Oh, yeah. He or she's a this or that. Yeah. Well, how Bill doing? How Cindy doing? Well, they're doing this or that. Why, that's impressive. Wow. But most people don't realize sometimes it takes 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, maybe longer of pounding away to have your dream come true. Everybody's not found on the Internet and handed a record deal or put in a movie. No, it usually takes years and years and years. And in the first scenario, the person didn't even see the dream, couldn't even conceive of it, thought you were crazy, thought you were delusional. And then this one, the person kind of sees a little bit of the dream. They see the talent. They see you on stage. They believe a little bit. But as time goes on, they see people that are less talented than you succeed. And now they're starting to question things. Well, you're funnier or a better singer or a better writer or a better dancer or a better something than these people that have gone on to be successful. But you're not. Huh. 
And all of a sudden, when these people ask what you do, they talk about that thing you're working on as this hobby. He's really a salesperson, but he also does a little bit of blah, blah, blah on the side. Then after a while, they stop talking about the blah, blah, blah. What does he do? He's a salesman. She works in an office. They don't talk about that other thing. And they are now starting to not believe anymore. They don't see the same things that you see anymore. They don't see the dream anymore. And they can't live vicariously through that anymore. And there's a little part of them that gets a little dis disappointed. There's a part of them that feels betrayed because they latched on to you seeing that and thinking you were going to become some big deal. Remember, the other people, other people in the other scenario didn't see it at all. They just wanted you to be the salesperson. Well, this person, though, you were salesperson, but then saw that other thing that you were doing and thought you were going to blow up and be something ultra special. And they'd get to walk around and brag about their husband or wife who's the star of blah, 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 or wrote blah, 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 or did blah, blah, blah. And that's now gone. Because now their friends keep asking them about it. And every time their friends ask them about it, it kind of pisses them off because they're a little bit embarrassed. I thought you said he or she was this or that. Well, you know, well, okay. And now their friends start talking about you and her and they have a little bit of pity in their voice. You still doing blah, 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 Jim? Oh, that's great. Well, I mean, he's really doing well in the sales job. You still doing that thing there, Cindy? Yeah, well, she's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, she's not singing right. I mean, she's still kind of singing, but her real thing is she's a nurse. And they're embarrassed. And they can't take it anymore. And they walk away from you because they can't stand it. It's amazing how that actually works. I've actually personally lived both scenarios i've been in relationships with women that absolutely couldn't see what i was trying to do and i've been in relationships with women who saw the talent and saw the ability but i didn't get to not yet anyway didn't get to where my goal was and i can't wait and i can't get mad at somebody i can't get mad at them because they want to wait around i can't get mad at them and you shouldn't get mad at them you'd be surprised Another thing I want to talk about is sometimes you can't even share your dream with people, right? Sometimes you got to hide that dream from people because there are people that are going to be jealous of the fact that you're even trying, right? And it may even be the people that are close to you. It may be friends and family that don't, that don't you can't even tell them because every time you mention something, they're going to take a little dig at it. I thought you were going to blah, 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 right? Or what they'll do is there'll be someone that's doing something similar to what you're doing. And even though they're not effusive with their praise on anything else, they make it a point to go over the top with how great this person is at the thing you're trying to do, right? They can't say anything nice about the stuff you're doing, but they're saying all sorts of hyperbolic crap about the thing that other person doing that's similar to what you're doing, right? If you're a comedian, this person's hilarious. The person will see some of your stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. Even though the, the audience is damn near genuflecting, but for some reason to them, it ain't that good good right you're singing your butt off people in the audience are going oh you're the greatest and this person oh, that was okay and then they'll go to somebody who can't even really sing that well oh they're the most fantastic thing in the world and you're going what the hell is this crap or 
everybody knows you're working hard on your thing. You're busting your behind on your thing. You tell them, I got to get back to do my thing. I got to practice and rehearse and write and meet some people. And they'll drag their feet. Knowing that you're in a situation where you have to wait for them to do what they need to do so you can do what you got to do. Right? Maybe you borrowed, that person borrowed 50 bucks from you, right? And you need that 50 bucks. You're still struggling at the time, but you have an opportunity to do something. So you show up to the person's house to get the 50 bucks and they got the 50 bucks in an envelope somewhere. And instead of just handing you the money and letting you walk out the house and go about your business, they got to tell you some dumbass story about their husband or their wife, or they'll start doing some kind of, oh, wait a minute, let me go to the bathroom first. Then I'll get your money. Even though unbeknownst to you, the, the money is right there on the desk but then they go into the bathroom and you think they're taking a number one and not only they're not taking a number one they're taking a number two in fact they're taking another number seven i don't even know what a number seven is but they're taking it and it smells worse than a number two yeah and you're standing out there and you don't know where the money is why don't you just tell me where the money is oh hold on for a minute hold on i'll get it when i come out of there and you're standing there while they're taking a number seven and you go oh god i think they're taking a number eight nine and ten. Oh, if they go up to 15 i'm just going to steal their computer and sell it you know what i'm talking about 30 minutes later they come out keep in mind you told them you were in a hurry the smelly bastard and they come back out of the thing and they oh let me get that money for you and you're going thank I'm already going to be late almost because of you and your stinking ass, but that's okay. Where's the money? Oh, I don't, oh, oh I was right here a minute ago. Oh, I guess the money just got up and walked out of the room, huh? If you put the money down on the table, the last time I checked, money is not a sentient being. Money doesn't have legs and arms. Money isn't mobile. Money just kind of sits where you put it unless you got some thieves in the family. And this person probably does have thieves in the family, but there's nobody there but him at this particular time. And he told you on the way there that the money was there. And I don't think any of his thieving relatives showed up between the time you called his punk ass and now... Mm, back to the story now help me look for it and you start to tear the room up the whole time you're looking at your phone you're looking at your watch and you realize this guy is eating up that extra time you gave yourself to get to the place that you need to get to this bastard and you needed the 50 bucks because you lended him the 50 bucks because he said it was an emergency and you're a friend of this bastard so you didn't want anything bad to happen to this bastard so you gave this bastard the 50 bucks because this bastard said he needed the 50 bucks so you gave the 50 bucks to that bastard that bastard Another half an hour goes by. Now you've been in the house for a damn hour and your margin of error has been shrunk down to 15 freaking minutes. <sighs> then he goes, wait a second. There's only one other place it could be. Stay right here. Right? He walks out of the room and comes back. Oh, it was right on top of the blah, blah, blah. Right? Then he hands it to you. There you go. And you go, all right, let me go. You run down the steps, right? You get into your car. You're about to pull off and go to the place. You, that, that, that's only $40 in here. Hey, man, you call him on your cell phone. There's only $40 in here. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Um, Come back upstairs. I got, I got another 10 for you. I forgot I had to use that 10 for something stupid. Okay, great. You go back into the house in the basket. Oh, no, where's my wallet? And all of a sudden, you spend 10 minutes looking for the bastard's wallet. You finally find the wallet to get the 10 bucks. You want to choke his ass, but you don't have time to choke his ass. You run down the steps. You get in the car, and all of a sudden, you wind up late, and people are looking at you like, 
Mm, you're a little late there, buddy. You got to make sure you pay more. You got to be, you know, be a little more punctual with this kind of thing, man. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Even though you were going to leave an hour earlier. That bastard. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the people around you don't think the thing you're doing is really that important. Because if you worked a nine to five job, if you worked a nine to five job, they wouldn't call you ten times asking stupid questions. No, they wouldn't. If you worked a nine to five job, a nine to five job where you worked for the 40 hours, got the check, came on home, pop, 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 the back. They wouldn't do that crap if you showed up and you had a nine to five job, a nine to five job, but you weren't trying to build your dream. You would have showed up at the house. The guy would have handed you the $50 and you would have gone on about your way but everybody doesn't take what you're doing they don't take your dream seriously not as seriously as you do that's why sometimes you gotta hide your dream from the people close to you they're gonna know something about it I mean if they're close to you they're gonna see kind of what you're doing but you kind of gotta half-ass it a little bit make sure kind of act like it's really kind of a hobby right and don't take it too seriously because if you take it seriously in front of them ooh, here's the comparison you have a baby right you didn't even think you could have a child you're with your woman and then you're going you know what uh, I, I you know we can't have a kid but it's it's like the, the most important thing is that i have you you know, I mean, I, I, you know, if we can't have kids together, I just don't want to do it. And I've known people that have been like that. They didn't even want to adopt a child. You know, they wanted to have a child that was part that part of each other. You know, he wanted to have a child that was part his wife and part him. And she wanted a child that was part him, part her. They didn't even want to do a surrogate thing. They didn't want to do it. As it turns out, they did have a kid later on, thank goodness. But that's not the point, right? Okay, oh, you know what? It is the point, okay? I, I'll use I'll use that scenario. Right. So you work hard you do the drugs and the this and the that and the therapy and the double therapy and the quadruple therapy. You put your balls on top of the special device that makes double sperm. She you know, she puts the thing on and the quadruple up the eggs and you take the drugs and you drink the liquids and serums and you have sex hanging upside down and all of that crap. And nothing happens. And you resign yourself to the fact that, you know, maybe it's not going to happen. So you just stop taking all the medicines and you just go back to regular love making and you're going, well, you know, we can't have kids. So it really doesn't matter, you know, and you relax and you relax and you just methodically go about your day. You enjoy it. You're happy. You're relaxed. There's no stress when you get it on. Boom, boom, you're tearing each other up because there's no pleasure now. You're not trying to have a kid. You're just enjoying blowing each other up. You're enjoying stick taking your mattress and turning it into kindling. You're destroying each other. You're tearing each other up. Oh, yeah, damn it. And one day. Ah. My period's a little late, but I mean, we can't have kids. Maybe it's just kind of an irregular. You know what you should do? You should, you should, uh, should we even bother getting a birth, con, birth, you know, a pregnancy test? I mean, it's like all these years you took all, I mean, and what the hell? It's only like 15 bucks. I mean, I don't know. Let's not get our hopes up because we know what the situation is, but you know, better than positive. Wow. You go to the doctor and the doctor's like, you got a positive test? I'll be the judge of that. Okay, he wouldn't say it like that, right? You are pregnant. Yeah. Right? You go through the pregnancy, right? 
it's a little difficult, right? You know, because like I said, you weren't even supposed to be able to have kids. You're going through the thing. You got the nutrients and the double supplements and quadruple supplements. You're going through all of this kind of crap. You're going through the classes. You're going through the doctor 10 times more than you normally with this, that, the other. You have the baby. And all of a sudden, it's fantastic because the doctor says the baby, just as we seem like when we were examining the baby, the baby is 100% healthy fantastic you guys did it the doctor hugs you both the nurses hug you both everybody knows how hard you work you're about to leave the hospital with the baby and his nurses and doctors standing down the hallway they're all giving you gifts that they bought with their own money because they like you so much and everything's great you go home with the baby everything's fantastic the house is all set up and everything's great you're sitting there holding the baby you and your wife are lovingly looking at each other she's looking at you and she's realizing what a special guy you are you're looking at her and you realize what a special lady she is and you're sitting there looking at the baby and she's thinking about what a wonderful life you're going to have together and as the guy you're also thinking about what a wonderful life you have together she gets up and goes into the kitchen carrying the baby and you're looking at her and you're going this is the best thing that ever happened to me she's the most wonderful woman in the world and you notice damn I keep forgetting how sweet an ass she has I can't wait for a couple of months from now so I can mm, this is not the time to think like that tonight we got to enjoy the baby enjoy the baby but I want to Man, I wanna do the I want to bang my wife real good, but, 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 but it's about the baby right now, about the baby right now, right? And you feel guilty. Okay, no, you don't feel guilty. You're married. It's okay. You've been banging for years, right? And then you're holding the baby, right? And you stand up and you're holding the baby and you sing into the baby and she's looking at you and you're standing there with your shirt off holding the baby, right? And you're swinging the baby back and forth and she's looking at your biceps and quadruple triceps and biceps, right? You're also wearing sweatpants and your junk swinging around in the sweatpants. It's not a big deal. You're married. You've been banging for years and she's looking at your junk and she's going, good Lord, I need some of that. Ooh, two months from now, I'm going to tear that up. <laughs> you know you do. Shut up. But now you have this wonderful, little, beautiful baby. The miracle baby, right? The baby's now six months, one years old, two years old, three years old. And now you know, you know, the doctor goes back and says, you know what? It's fantastic that you had that baby. But you, it, I could tell you right now, before, I, we couldn't really figure out why you can't have a baby. But we now know you can't have any more children. I'm so glad you had this child because it really is a miracle, baby. You were not going to, I'm telling you now, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you just can't have any more children. And you're disappointed as a couple, but you got your baby and you didn't even think you were going to have a baby. This baby's the center of your life. <clears throat> this baby's everything to you. Precious. Little, little diamond. And you love this baby. It's the center of your life. You have several relatives, and now you want to go on vacation. One relative has wonderful, healthy children, great with kids, and you can choose to leave your baby with that relative where you go on a little he-she vacation, you know? And then you have another relative that can't even keep plants alive, right? You got another relative that you got to remind to feed the dog, their dog. You got a relative where you feel so guilty about the fact that they forget to feed their goldfish that you got to go over there and feed the goldfish for the bastard. Which one are you going to leave your kid with? Hmm? Right. 
Say you got a relative that is really just has a habit of dropping things. And I'm not just talking about inanimate objects. They've already dropped the baby when you were standing there. And you were fast enough to catch the baby. But would you leave the baby with that person? Hell no. You leave the, you leave the baby with the person that's good with babies. Now, why did I talk about all of that? Well, in your life personally, your dream is your baby. And to you, it's precious. It's the center of your life. And the world tells you, you can't have a dream baby. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have a dream baby. You got to resign yourself to the fact that you can't have a dream baby. You just can't. The people that are close to you, that support you. That's the person that takes care of the children the right way, loves the kid, supports the kid. That's the spouse that says, look, I see your talent and I believe in you. And I'm not going to drop you because you want to you want to pursue this dream. I'm not going to do it. That's the spouse that helps you get through medical school. That's the spouse that helps you build a business. And even though they also have their own dream, you help them with their dream, too. That's what that is. The people that are negative all the time and horrible all the time, they're the people that you wouldn't leave your baby with because you don't want them to harm the baby, even if it's inadvertently harm the baby. Right. Because they are people that inadvertently harm your dream. They say little negative things. They get in the way. They're not sitting there planning on doing that, but that's what they're doing. And they're not bad people. But you can't leave him with the baby. Right. So what I'm saying, folks, is. And I know that there, there are people in different countries listening to this, and I'm pretty sure even with the cultural differences, a lot of this will make sense to you. Sometimes you got to protect the baby. You can let a person hold the baby or wave to the baby. But you can't leave the baby with people. Right. And you can't do that with your dream baby. Right. There's some people. There's some people you wouldn't even let hold your baby. You ever been walking around in public with the baby and the person goes, can I hold the baby? I had one of my little cousins with me. It was a baby. And some stranger says, can I hold the baby? And I'm like, nah, I says, no offense, but nah, we don't. Nah, I'm, uh-uh. Right. But I mean, I've never walked up to someone and asked if I could hold their baby. The only time I've ever asked to hold the baby was a baby in my family. And guess what? They gave me the baby because I'm good with children and I'm a relative. Right. So you can't let that many people around your dream baby. Just remember that sometimes you got to protect your dream baby from people. Some people you can't even let them wave at the dream baby. Right. Protect your dreams, my friend. Don't let the people around you harm your dream baby. Don't let it happen, you bastards. <laughs> S. Anthony helps you. Well, folks, this has been episode number 370 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. That's right. 370 times I've done this crap and you weird bastards have been listening to this crap. And guess what? 
I love every last one of you. Thank you very much. If you listen to this podcast, you bastards, make sure to recommend it to friends and rate and review. Yeah. See, now I'm also doing some singing. See, I just did. did, did I, I should charge for that because that was some incredible singing. <laughs> yes, it was. Shut up. <laughs> Folks, this podcast has been around forever, as a lot of you know. It's everywhere. Uh, every place that plays podcasts, I am. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, um, Spreaker, iHeart Radio, Spotify. Both my podcasts are on Spotify. And yes, I said both my podcasts because I have two podcasts. This podcast that you're listening to right now called the S. Anthony Says Podcast or S. Anthony Says. It's been referred to with both things by the way but they both lead to this and my other podcast called the s anthony thomas show which is on anchor but it's also on all the other places that i mentioned before so what i need you to do every last one of you bastards is to go look up the s anthony says podcast if you haven't subscribed subscribe you bastards and also look up the s anthony thomas show and subscribe to that too you bastards much love to every last one of you. I will talk to you next week on this podcast and later on this week with the other podcast, which by then your punk asses will have subscribed to. We understand. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, um, uh, um, uh, please uh, subscribe to that other podcast as well. <laughs> that sounds better, right? Good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say goodbye to you, my friends. The way I always say goodbye. I want you to do it with me. We're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One. Two, three, S. Anthony, out. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. here.